Hey, Kyle. Hey, Lincoln. What did, what did we watch? We watched NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 3. It was pretty great. It was really fucking good. Hey, but before I go into that, I want to talk about something that happened recently. Okay. The eclipse happened. Did happen, yeah. We had an eclipse. Did you watch the eclipse, by the way? Sure did you look didn't. at it? Okay. Didn't go I didn't either. I gave I no scared. fucks well, about it. Here's the fun thing. Nobody told... Okay, I'm going to get a lot of hate for this. A lot of people are going to make fun of me. I need you to understand. I'm not an idiot. You are. I'm not an idiot. I did not know that you could not just look at the sun. Do you know who else didn't know that? I know exactly what you're talking about. Donald Trump stared right at it. Yeah. And short bursts, you're probably okay, but overall you shouldn't be. You can't go blind. Yeah. So I didn't know about this until a day before. Luckily, there is someone a large possibility that my dumbass was just going to walk outside and just stare straight up in that sun. I was just going to look at it. Would you go stare at the sun when it's not an eclipse? No, but I thought since it was eclipsing and it was dark, did that give you an opportunity? Still, though, the eclipse slowly covers the sun. So yeah. while it's eclipsing, you were staring at the but sun. But I wanted to see it when it was fully eclipsed. And I wanted to like look up and be like, I don't oh, think we even had could see the full eclipse here. Mm, I'm not sure. Well, it However, got too clouded. Well, in seven years, we are in the perfect, like literally the perfect Indiana is yeah. the perfect angle to see it. So that's it's, pretty sick. A lot of people made a big deal about the eclipse this year. I don't know. No, I didn't go outside. Um, So because of the eclipse, I don't know why. I really don't know why. This is the stupidest thing you've ever come up with. This is is the stupidest thing. This is literally the stupidest thing. Do your little skit. So Lincoln wrote a fucking skit. We're that kind of podcast I didn't write a skit. I wrote this down and I was going to tell. No, fuck you. Because I told you I wrote this down and I was just going to read it to you over the phone. And you said, no way for the podcast. Yeah, because I want everyone else to shit on you equally. So I had this idea of, (laughs) I was watching like CNN or something or like the Weather Channel and they were talking about the moon going over the sun and I immediately thought wrestling and for some reason I started thinking of how Jim Cornette would be angry at someone like the moon going over the sun. So I wrote Jim Cornette being angry at the moon going over the sun. No way. What? This crowd is in shock. That's Jim Cornette. He hasn't been relevant in 25 years. Are you kidding me? One of the most polarizing figures in wrestling. Last seen here eight years ago. Jim Cornette. So that piece of shit, Vince Russo. And by the way, I know you're fucking listening to me, you human sack of waste. (coughs) Sip Sprite, because he always does the Sip Sprite thing. So we're right next weekend's TV, and all of a sudden Russo goes, you know what will have people talking? If the moon goes over the sun. And I tell him, you dumb fuck, the sun is the biggest star we got, and the moon only works at night. So this idiot says, that's the deal, bro. No one's going to expect it. So that's what happens, because of course, because fucking no one asked me a fucking thing, the moon goes over in a two-minute squash match, and I have no one paid for, and now all the sun fans are loving the moon, who barely even fucking works. Great job, you fucking moron. It's Jim Cornette being mad at the moon. This is so terrible. I mean, you wrote that. It's something you took time and wrote. I don't know how to do a Jim Cornette impression. Ah, it would kill you. I'd be, I am not mad enough to do a Jim Cornette impression. It doesn't matter. So there you go. That's what I wrote down. Kyle wanted me to say it on air because... Yeah. Okay. So you can all make fun of him. Send your hate mail to I think it. it's pretty funny. You would. I wrote it. I know you wrote it. You see, you're awfully, you're way too proud of this. Hey, so we watched Take Over Brooklyn 3. Yep. 
I thought it was really great. Mm-hmm. Uh, you answered my first note. We did not watch this together. Spoiler. Because my first note was, who the fuck are Code Orange? <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, yeah so there is a uh, two musical things happen. Same where, band. Uh, well, not really. Because the lead... Um, okay, so during Aleister Black's entrance, this is going... You know, spoiler, I guess, for the we don't. Entrance. There's no spoilers in wrestling. <laughs> um, the uh, lead singer of Incendiary. Yeah, because that's who does this song. Yeah, I, did, I didn't know that. Sang yeah, with Code Orange. Yeah, yeah. Um, Code Orange. I love Code Orange. I also love Incendiary. I thought it was awesome. Do they, they normally there. suck like they did at the beginning of this. So the funny thing about... that was shit. Okay, so the funny thing about <laughs> Code Orange, because Code Orange is like a hardcore band. And they chose like the one song off that like that album that's not like a hardcore song. It's not my favorite song in the world. I I don't really like Reba's voice that much. I'm I'm fine if it's in the background like during like a hardcore yeah. song. This it was not good. His performance I, was not good. The Alistair Black entrance was. Mm-hmm. This wasn't, and no one in the crowd cared. Yeah, they had a couple plants around stage. They were like, "Yeah, bro," but woo, no one in the audience cared because yeah. no one knew who they were. That's the big thing here. They don't know. And I've never understood live music at wrestling events. No one cares. Like, oh, we got Pitbull at WrestleMania. Mm. That's just when everybody's going to go to the bed. That's a break to them. It was cool, though, because Code Orange, they used to, they would get off stage and then they would go in their van so they could go to the next venue and they would, like, watch Monday Night Raw all the time. So they're, like, big wrestling fans. So it was super cool cool for them. cool that they were there, you know. I like that TakeOver Brooklyn has become WrestleMania more than WrestleMania has. Mm Mm-hmm. This WrestleMania had no live performances, couple special entrances, and you had a few of those it here. Boring. It didn't feel like a big deal. Yeah. Uh, neither did SummerSlam when we get to that. Um, before we actually talk about TakeOver Brooklyn, uh, we do want to talk about a little change. So we went from doing them every two weeks, because it was too much, to once a month, but we still only stuck with WWE. Uh, Ling and I talked about it, and we are not going to limit ourselves to WWE anymore. We're still just going to do one wrestling a month, but next month might not be WWE. We might do Global Force or, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of another. Progress, WCPW, Wrestle Circus, Shimmer, Shine. New Japan. Yeah. There's a lot of wrestling out there that we want to watch that we can't because we have to watch WWE every two fucking weeks. Like this weekend, it was nine hours of wrestling. There's other stuff going on. We just are getting too burnt out. Now, it's not to say we won't still do WWE, because we're probably still going to watch them. We know well, we, we want are. to at least 100% do kind of the big four. Maybe. Maybe. We'll, we'll, well see. Well, because is it Rumble that we might not do? Rumble's hard. Rumble is hard. But it depends on what happens at the Rumble. Mm-hmm. You know, our No Mercies next month. We might watch it and be like, I really want to talk about that. And then we will. But we're not going to lock ourselves into WWE. We've also decided we're not going to necessarily lock ourselves into current products. Mm-hmm. If we both decide, you know what? I want to go watch WCW Sin. Fuck it. Let's go do it and put up an episode. So we're still going to have one wrestling a month, but it is going to vary. And I think it will really help us. I think they'll be interesting too, because let's say we go watch like ICW. I don't know the fucking storylines or characters or anything. We're just going to go in for a fun wrestling event. And I've been watching so much New Japan as of late that I just found myself not caring about the WWE product at all because I really thought and I was like, why am I still watching this when I'm just getting mad, like, mad constantly? Yeah. And when I, I think could... a lot of it too could be oversaturation. Mm-hmm. I said this weekend alone was nine hours. Let's say that's top of the line, greatest wrestling ever. It's nine fucking hours of it. That's not including if we watched Raw, SmackDown, 205 Live, 
NXT main event. Good lord, that's twenty hours of wrestling in a week. It's too much. Mm-hmm. So, so there you go. Um, I guarantee we will still do NXT takeovers. I won't guarantee it, but the good chance we will because we still really enjoy NXT. The only thing that I think we probably won't do is Lucha Underground because I don't know how we would. We would love to, but they don't really have events as much as it's a show. We'd have to do a whole season, and that's a lot for us to try to do. Well, and also I'm also terrible about watching TV shows. Yeah, it's just a lot of investment for us. But yeah, a lot of the other stuff we're definitely going to check out. We're not going to do, you know, backyard fucking wrestling shit. I think we said I said the closest I'd be willing to do is like CZW. That's yeah, the absolute closest. The closest. We're not going to do anything that stupid. We're not going to do our local wrestling, which is suggested to me because none of you give a fuck about it. As much as we enjoy it when we go, none of you care. We're probably going to do shows that if you want to track them down to watch them, you can. It would be very hard to talk about our local wrestling. Be like, yeah, you should you you should have been there. You There's can't. No way you can't watch it anywhere. Now. So if we do smaller stuff, uh, it'll be stuff we find on YouTube if we can. Some others we're gonna have to buy, like Shimmer and Shine. Mm-hmm. Um, WCPW is one we'll probably do. Wrestle Circus, I can see us doing. Not because they're all free and we're cheap, but because they're all free and and we're cheap. Now we can watch them at any time. You can watch them. So we're just kind of want to uh, broaden our horizons. Because I personally, I'm fucking so over WWE and it's just, it's hard for me to want to talk about stuff. Like, I want to talk about TakeOver just because NXT is like its own animal. Well, and TakeOver isn't every two weeks. Mm -hmm. What makes WWE so hard to talk about? Why SummerSlam is going to be hard to talk about? I feel like we're repeating ourselves with every episode because nothing's really changing because they're not giving it time to. You're not giving enough time between events, whereas TakeOver does. Like, uh, I don't watch NXT, the regular show, very often. So going into this, I didn't know a lot was going on. And so it was really fresh and cool and new, and I was excited. I had no idea who um, CN's manager was, Selena Vega. I had no idea. Like, that was new to me. And like, holy shit, he's not a jobber. That's new to me. So the first match was CN versus Gargano. I thought it was a fine match. That was really good. Um, Really surprised by how much I enjoyed it. Um, especially because I'm not super hot on Gargano. I know a lot of people are, especially with like the DIY breakup when people were being oh so melodramatic about it. Yeah, I mean it's wrestling. Tag teams break up. Yeah, it's gonna happen. They'll get back together. Look at Rollins and Ambrose. Mm-hmm. It I, happens. I think Gargano's a good worker. I unfortunately feel like out of NXT he's destined for 205 Live, and that's all he'll ever do because he's a lot like Ty Dillinger. He's good. People like him. It just doesn't fit on the main roster. Cian, I don't know. Who knows what they do with it? See, I don't know, because he's now kind of finally finding his role, I yeah. guess. And because for a while, I was like, just fucking let him go. Just He wanted to be let go. Yeah, that's the And I don't know anymore. Again, with him, I think he's also destined for 205 Live, as much as I hate to say that, because I really like Cian. I hate that 205 Live is like a death sentence right now, but it is, unless you're... Name's Neville. Especially because I really liked it. You know, when 205 first started, I was telling you on here about how that you should watch it because it's fucking awesome. That's where I'm worried because the, we had the May Young Classic coming up, which I'm looking, I'm really looking forward to the May Young Classic. Mm-hmm. But people are excited that they're going to have a women's show based on it. Well, look at the two. Cruiserweight Tournament was great. 205 Life sucks. UK Tournament was great. We still don't have a UK show that they promised. Pete Dunne, for God's sake, is having to defend his title at, like, Progress and Evolve and shit. Because he doesn't have a place to do it. So if they have a women's show, what the fuck are they going to do? 
And the thing with 205 that sucks is I think it's it's two main things that are the issue with 205 Live It's too right short. Now. They are not really fulfilling like feuds at all because like we still never got the rematch between Grand Metalik and TJ Perkins. Mm-hmm. Like they fought and they were making it a big deal and then nothing happened with it. And that's what's been happening when it's not Neville with the title versus somebody else and they get rematches. Like all these people are feuding with each other, but then they just stop and then fight other people. And there's no when you have end to payoffs it. and title changes on Raw instead of on that show that the title belongs on. You give us no reason to watch the show when you put it on after SmackDown. The crowd is fucking tired. And also, I wish that the wrestling in it was way more like in the Cruiserweight Classic because it's been dumbed down to like the standard WWE wrestling. And when you have people like Finn Balor doing 450 splashes on the main event stage, how can you really differentiate the 205 Live people from them? Either Michael Cole says it in the main event of SummerSlam and sums up what the problem is when he's like, look at these giants up here jumping around like Cruiserweights. What's the problem? If Samoa Joe can do a dive to the outside, why do I give a fuck if this tiny little dude can do it? They can do more. And I was hoping that Austin Aries leaving would be a wake-up call. And she had one of the best. And he fucking hated it and left. They keep talking about sending Enzo there. I'm like, Enzo is not a cruiserweight. He's small. I don't think Enzo's going anywhere. I think he's uh, slowly on his way out. I think he's on his way out. Yep. Apparently, backstage, he's getting worse. There's more to it. We'll talk about him more when Mm -hmm. we... Talk about SummerSlam. Um, Cien and Gargano, I don't have too much to say about the match because I actually was not taking notes for this match. I decided to uh, on the second match because I realized that I was going to have a lot to talk about. It's a very fluid match. It's very fast, very fluid. I liked it quite a bit. The springboard spear Gargano did, I liked. Uh, the springboard spear was countered into like an Orton-like face slam. It was like the Orton DDT into a face slam. I thought was there's a lot of cool spots you don't see. They did the snake eyes like lawn dart thing into the second turnbuckle. You don't see that in WWE. I really like the end. And I usually don't like kind of bullshit endings. Like Gargano's about ready to win and Selena throws a DIY shirt at him and he gets distracted. Then almost hits his pretty cool looking hammerlock DDT. The reason I like that ending is because it was storytelling. It shows where Gargano's mind is really at. Uh, storytelling is something that I'm going to talk about a lot because, again, a thing that they do so well is in-ring storytelling. Um, yeah, we'll really talk about that with Asuka and Ember Moon. Uh, yeah, uh, Tommy versus Black as well. So, Sienna Gargano, great opening match. The it's second what an one, opening match should be. Yeah. yeah. Second one was Authors of Pain, a.k.a. the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles versus Sanity. They were wearing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles masks. I love Sanity. Mainly Nikki Cross. My first note about this match is I love Nikki Cross so much. She's so good. If they have anyone currently to take the belt off Asuka, I do think it should be Nikki Cross. Spoil- I just spoiled the next match, by the way. But Nah, if you already know. Uh, did you see, go and spoil it really quick, WWE put out a thing on Twitter and asking the fans, so what do you think? Should Ember Moon get a rematch? Yeah, almost everyone said no. Really? They said, like, she lost. Give it yeah. to somebody else. True. And I get it, because they're like, no, we saw that match. We don't want to see it a hundred more times. Give mm-hmm. us a new match with Asuka. Yeah, I would like for Asuka to start an actual, like a real, real feud with Nikki Cross. I think they're going to save Asuka for whoever wins the May Young. The May Young Classic. Which I know I keep thinking it'll be Kyrie Sane, but she's already signed. Yeah. She Why doesn't, need, she to doesn't need to win it. You know, I know everybody says, like, oh, she should. I'm like, well, Abushi didn't win the cruise. It could be anybody. Um, Dakota Kai, I think, is really good. She might. Is she signed? She's signed. She is signed? Okay. 
So I don't know. I know there's spoilers are out there for who's won the first rounds and stuff. I don't want to know them. Mm-hmm. The only spoiler I know is that... I know the brackets for the first one. Gargano's girlfriend got eliminated. I don't even know who which one his girlfriend is. I don't remember so. her name. That's all I know. Serena Deeb's back. She could. My prediction is Shayna Baszler. Baszler? The MMA. Oh, uh, that's right. Because they're really starting to get some MMA stuff. And I did see one move of hers on Reddit where she like countered the, or she did like the slam into a rear naked choke. Okay. It's pretty fucking cool. Like Ronda Rousey supposedly training. I can see her winning. Right. See them making her like the female Brock Lesnar. And her versus Asuka with a different background could be pretty good. So that's my prediction. There it is. For the Mae Young Classic. So Sanity comes out and there's so much fucking chaos that started just breaking out. And I loved it. Because again, storytelling of how Sanity's whole thing is just fucking chaos. Yeah. It was awesome. Anarchy. And Nikki Cross is crazy. And she shows it in every... I think I tweet or we tweeted that uh, Nikki Cross is everything Dean Ambrose should be. Mm-hmm. And we talked about that uh, every past episode. Every time she's on TV, mm-hmm. we talk about it. So there's a thing that happens at the beginning that I wanted to ask you. When's the last time this has happened? When uh, Eric Young switched out? Yes. Never has that happened as, well, that I remember. But I thought the announcing team was great in this. It was so good. And they're like, he can do that because Gillian Dane hasn't tagged in yet. Because mm-hmm. that's what I was wondering. I was like, is that a rule? I never knew that. Well, yeah, I guess like New Day could do it as long as one of them hadn't tagged in. Okay. Because I, I just, I was trying to think back and I was like, I don't ever remember. I thought it was great that. because suddenly you just changed the entire game plan for somebody else. Mm-hmm. And we got to see Eric Young. Yeah, which is awesome. I like all of Sanity. I think Eric Young and Nikki Cross for me is where it's at. Those yeah. two. I really want to see Eric Young break out and do more. Maybe he will. I don't know. He's a tag champ now. Spoiler. Yep. I'm just going to fucking ruin everything before we get there. Well, I mean, yeah, well. Okay. Oh, that's a good question that I wanted to ask. Corey Graves was guest commentator on this, by the way. And he was actually pretty good. Again, if you're with not Michael Cole, I guess you're good. (laughs) If you're on a show where I don't think they're feeding shit into your ear the Mm -hmm. whole time. Nigel McGuinness, I think, is good. So, okay. So now, because Eric Young was in the match when they won the tag team, does that mean that he has to... I'm going to guess they're going to New Day at Insanity as the tag team champions. Okay. Like, if they really wanted to push the envelope, Nikki Cross could get in there and fight. That's Yeah, I guess that's my I don't think question. WWE will ever do that. I think they could get away with that in NXT. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised they haven't done like, like if they sign gender. Britt Baker, I would love to see her and Adam Cole Baby. fight Nikki Cross and, like... Mm-hmm. They're rest of the circus champs. They worked really well. Yeah. I think intergender can work. I understand why it okay. doesn't on the main stage because it's just a bad... Mm. This guy's beating up women. Well, I just didn't know if like Big Demo like has to. Like, I wouldn't. Be solo I, my guess is go? Sanity is the champion. Okay, not Eric Young and Alexander Wolf are champions, mm-hmm. but Sanity is the tag team champion. So this match was really fucking good. I want to talk about Authors of Pain because I love how that they mesh together to do big moves together all the time. And every, so many double team moves. Yeah, so many. Like pretty much most of their kind of in ring work is doing double team moves. I like that. I like that in a tag team. That's why we liked Revival so much and uh, DIY. They work as a unit. Whereas you have Sheamus and Cesaro, who know it's Sheamus and Cesaro. And when they're in the match, it's just Sheamus is fighting the other person. When Sheamus is in, it's they do a couple double team moves, but nothing crazy. They compare like the Hardys. And the Usos to Ambrose and Rollins. Well, no, it's Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins. I like double team moves. I'm not saying you have to do them to be good because that's stupid. Mm-hmm. But I love it 
I don't know. It's just when I think of tag teams, I think of them being a collective unit. Yeah, that just doesn't happen that much anymore. Tag teams now are just you threw two guys together. And that's why I like the Revival so much, because I was like, holy shit, this is awesome. If they could just stay fucking healthy, Jesus Christ. Like, you know, Revival who just feed off of each other and are constantly doing moves that are back and forth with both of them working together. I think that's what tag teams should be about. That's why I wasn't super hot at going to a fucking SummerSlam. I wish that there was a lot more double teaming with, like, Ambrose and Seth. Well, see, the Shield never really did that much double teaming. Yeah, it's... But the Shield's gimmick was, we're just going to beat your ass as a unit. Their double teaming is, we'll all just punch and kick you at the same time. Yeah. But they, even then, they're, they have the triple power bomb. That's honestly the reason why I keep wanting, whenever I'm asking in a semi-serious way, of, like, when Sheamus going to get another title shot. It's because I'm kind of over them, because, yeah, they work together, but it's not like a tag team. It's just, like, two people... Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm a fan of Authors of Pain, but I think they put on entertaining matches. There was that really cool double team slam thing they did on Wolf. I wrote a couple here. The Authors of Pain backdrop into a rack slam. He like backdropped him and he caught him and then did the face slam. Yes, that was what it was. Um, they also did a suplex power bomb. That Frankensteiner was awesome. I loved when they tried to do the um, fucking Toka and Razor from Turtles 2. I know it's Occam's Razor, but you can't yeah. call him that and not make me think of that. I loved when they were doing the, they were trying to do the tower spot on Eric Young and Nikki cross grabbed his leg and one of them just ended up power bombing the other, not realizing the suplex wasn't there. That's clever. Well, and then also going into Nikki about how that she essentially like sacrificed herself for the good of sanity. It's, uh, it's such a crazy good spot and something that doesn't happen in WWE very often. Yeah, she dove off the top, got caught by one of Authors pain and then fucking Damo just drives and sandwiches her between two behemoths through a table. And she was like dead the rest of the match. Mm-hmm. It was good storytelling too about how, like, okay, yeah, go fucking Wyatt's like Sanity's kind of like a cult and the leader's Eric Young. And it's showing that they will do whatever it takes. Yeah. She will do whatever it takes for her team to win. If that means she jumps off the top rope into this monster of a man, not Braun Strowman, but she She's will. the monster among men, Kyle. Okay. So, um, yeah, even though Authors of Pain are still pretty green, I liked them a lot. I thought They're the improving match to match. I mean, we'll talk about people that are still mm-hmm. a little bit green later that still can put on a great match. Uh, so Sanity wins. Takes the titles off of Authors of Pain. I'm super excited. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting for Authors of Pain call-up, honestly. I think it's going to happen, especially I... with O'Reilly and Fish coming out. Yeah. Holy shit. O'Reilly and Fish came out and attacked all of them. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Like, we both knew they were both signed, but I never thought, like, they're actually going to put them together. Yeah, as... I didn't think that they were going Do you to think them. they're going to call him Red Dragon? See, that's the thing. I was waiting for them to say it, but they just kept saying O'Reilly and Fish. Well, they could be doing that because they haven't been on... I don't think Bobby Fish has been on TV yet. Mm, no. Like, in a ring. Kyle O'Reilly had, like, one match where they just showed up. Yeah. No way knew. So it could also be getting out there who they are. Mara also name dropped Ring of Honor in New Japan like nine times. How can you? <laughs> yeah. They name drop New Japan a lot. They'll do that. Yeah. Because honestly, they don't see them as competition. I don't think they should necessarily though. Because I don't think. Not New, yet. I don't think New Japan is trying to be competition. They're trying they to be their own thing. year. They're doing their. Uh, I know. I'm oh, still. Yeah. I think it's. I don't think they would I don't be think, competition. I don't think we're talking like, you know, like WCW, WWF competition. The, the reason I don't think they will be is it's different audiences mm-hmm. i know a lot of people disagree hardcore wrestling fans will disagree but we were having we were talking about this earlier the majority of wwe's fans are casual fans mm-hmm. they want 
the storytelling and the characters they know. You're going to have crossover with both, but I don't think one is going to start... I think the competition... Taken away too much from the other. Well, the competition for me comes from, I think, people that are older, that like wrestling, are going to gravitate towards New Japan. See, I think a lot of them probably aren't watching WWE now anyway. Exactly. So it's not really... I don't think New Japan is going to take away... I think they're going to take... Well, I think that they're going to take away a lot of older fans that truly enjoy wrestling. I don't think there's many left in WWE, though. Because they've already kind of moved They've already moved on. They've already given up. And most of the people that will have moved to you that would move to watch a new Japan already have. I think it would be good to have another big one here. I would still, you know, I'd love for Global Force to take off. It never will, but that is a sim that is a shared audience. Mm-hmm. That is similar. Because New Japan and WWE, it's night and day when it comes to wrestling. Like you yeah. can't. Anybody that tries to compare, you can't. Can you imagine a WWE ring them doing a six hour or a sixty minute main event? Yeah. God, who the fuck? What's great? Like, we will watch Omega and Okada all day long, and it's great. Think of, like, the two best workers in WWE, in our opinion. Say it's, like, AJ Styles Um, and... Eric Young and Eric Rowan. Okay, I was thinking, like, AJ and Shinsuke. (laughs) But in a WWE-style match, okay? (laughs) For an hour? For an hour. God. It's just different styles of wrestling. Wait, who did you say? You said AJ and who? Shinsuke. As the best workers in WWE? No, I'm just... Those are two that if they were they were in New Japan for long matches and we, they were great. Yeah, 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 I gotcha. Take those same two people and put them in Western style wrestling. Hmm. It's not the same. Yeah. It's different styles of wrestling. So I, I guess that's my opinion. I don't think it's I don't think it's going to hurt WWE much. Merch sales, maybe New Japan sells more merch. Well, I don't know, but you know, Mel- you're not going to convert this John Cena fan till I go over. But I I do have to kind of agree with some people, though, that say, look at Raw and SmackDown, look at the main events, and look at how many New Japan shirts there are now. Yeah. It's a lot. But. And let's say, hold on, just like, let's say that those people that are wearing the Bullet Club shirts and stuff, when New Japan does have their U.S. market, like this year, next year, whenever that's supposed to happen, and they actually have an opportunity to go see that instead of WWE. They're going to do both. But are they going to do both? Yeah. I wouldn't do both, personally. They're doing both now. They're watching both now. I don't think so. I don't know. That that's just me personally because I do. if I had the opportunity, I can go to Monday Night Raw or I can go to New Japan event. You think they'll be on the same night though? Huh? Think they'll be on the same night? I don't know if they want to get like like that, but See, I don't think they will. I don't, I don't think they're going to they would. Because if they did it the other way then they would be able to. You were not the average fan though. True, I am not the average fan. There's it, kind of a cult of WWE that I've noticed. The average fan is going to do what we do now. There is another big wrestling company in the U.S. Nobody fucking watches it. Mm-hmm. They watch WWE. They'll they'll tell you WWE is better than TNA or Global Force, or whatever. How do they know? They don't watch it. You just you have your fandoms. They're gonna stick with what they know. It's like WWE and WCW. It's like Twilight. You know they were so similar. What made people go to WCW during that time? Is WCW was getting all the big stars from WWE. Until you start doing that, it's not. What if CM Punk comes back in New Japan? That they would start be... their American de- branch, and CM Punk and Daniel Bryan go to New Japan to work the American branch of New Japan. No, yeah. you're still you not going to steal from thing? WWE. I think you would. You, 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 that's so many returning fans for Punk, and so many fans that want to see Daniel Bryan wrestle again. That's a lot of people, especially with how hot Daniel. But Bryan you act is. like they will have to give up a WWE for that. They don't. Why would they? Because they value their time. They don't. They're wrestling fans. <laughs> 
We've established that. Because <laughs> yeah, that's the biggest reason why I don't want to do that's, that's WWE my point, every is month. People is... aren't going to go, well, I'm going to stop watching this one and watch this one. They're going to say, sweet, I have another one I can watch mm-hmm. as well. If they're not going to give up both. The reason the WCW war was because it was on the same fucking time. You had to choose, which in the long run, I think hurt both of them. So let's say that they do. I think WCW might still be around if they didn't try to compete head to head and make people choose. Let me give you a scenario, Kyle. My scenario is that New Japan starts really hitting the U.S. hard. Okay. We get Daniel Bryan or Bryan Danielson and CM Punk Mm -hmm. in New Japan. Okay. Have the pay-per-view, like, same night as, like, a like No Mercy or some shit like that. Okay. Do you think that would hurt WWE then? No. Because I can watch it for nine ninety nine. I'm talking about, like, sales events at that location. I don't think it hurt it at all. Huh. See, I disagree. I think that would hurt it. I think you'd get a lot of people that would decide to go to New Japan instead. You would be incorrect. I don't know. That's just me. I'd, people aren't going to travel. I haven't been in the game for a while. Triple H said, it's time to play the game. No. And I said, I don't know how. No, they're not going to take away from... Neither one is going to take away from the other one at all. Not in the slightest. But New Japan's my favorite, Kyle. What I love Martin New Spurl. Japan being big here would do is force WWE to actually push their talent better because you're not going to steal from New Japan anymore. There's no reason to. Mm-hmm. Well, that's how... Yeah, a lot if of If you people... did, it'd solely be money because the one thing Vince has over all of them is... Money. Money. A lot of people are like, oh, I can't wait for Tatsuya Naito to go to WWE. And I'm like, no, please no. Because that's the problem that could happen too. Let's just say New Japan starts getting good. What has Vince done in the past when WCW, WCW started getting good? I'll pull my show from your town if you if you have theirs. That's a lot of money. You know, mm-hmm. You know, this is during the days of pay-per-view, but Vince would threaten to, I'll pull all my shit off DirecTV mm. if you show WCW events. Well, fuck. That's a lot of money. I think it'd be good to have another one that's big. But I don't, th- I don't think New Japan would try to compete, honestly. I think they want to be their own thing. Mm-hmm. They don't want to be the only thing. Yeah. Because they see what happens when you're the only thing. Fucking gets boring. I mean, if they want to be the only thing, they would stay in Japan. Where they... Where they're the pretty only... Pretty much are the only thing. Well, there's all pro wrestling. Yeah, but who talks about all pro wrestling? No, I don't like all pro wrestling. Not I'm just saying, it's... Yeah. It's like Global Forces to WWE. Mm-hmm. It has its fans and people watch it, but it's not even going to compete. So, no. I don't think they're trying to compete. Anytime soon. And that's assuming that they take off in the U.S. It might not. So anyways, tangent over. That's a big tangent. Yeah. It's a big tangent. Uh, number three was Atami versus Black. And I fucking love this goddamn match so much. I am glad that we actually got to see in a WWE what the fuck Atami is capable of. So I am tentatively saying that this was my match of the night because Asuka and Ember Moon, I think, was a better match. Mm-hmm. But... Right now, I just want to let everybody know that I would suckle on a Tommy and Aleister Black's hard nipples any day of the week. I love them so much. Where I will think say that this one is a better match is we knew Ember Moon and Oscar was going to be good. And this match really finally showed an audience what these two are capable of. Mm-hmm. So I don't think either one of them showed it. No. We had Jim Ross on commentary for this. Mm-hmm. That should be your first clue of like, we know this is going to be fucking good. Mm-hmm. Black gets the Code Orange entrance, which was better than the first song they did. It didn't sound as much like shit. Well, if you if they were to done like a hardcore Code Orange song, they're really great. I didn't even think it was the audio in there sounded like shit. Mm-hmm. I don't think it would have mattered. I just think the acoustics, the way well, they yeah, and also like Reba's it. voice, I think was too much in the front of the music. Yeah, I just yeah. didn't sound good. It's a lot you, of kicks. Uh, explain to me. Okay, so there's Jr. Then there's Morrow. 
Mm-hmm. Then there's uh, Johnny Pickles. Nigel McGinnis. Nigel McGinnis. Yeah. Who's the other guy? Percy Wat- Watson. Who is he? He was an NXT wrestler. Okay. I don't know if he got hurt, like Corey Graves, or... Okay. He could not... He kept saying Alexander Black. And it was it was fucking annoying. Yeah. I think he's still confused in the match before with Alexander Wolf. Anyway, it was fucking great. There was this rope flip kick. What the fuck was that? That was so sick. Do you remember that? It was like I off was, the second yeah. rope. Oh, my God. There's a lot of cool spots in this. Oh, my God. A Tommy died due to this fucking roundhouse that I thought, like, killed him. <laughs> God, the kicks oh were so... Oh, my God. It was so stiff, and I loved it. I, two minutes in, Black has, has his nose busted. <sighs> and I was like, this is going to be great. Uh, a Tommy doing the taunts. Well, this had so much great in-ring storytelling of where a Tommy is like, fucking... Show me, to, show me respect. Yeah. You know who the fuck I am. Like, why are you, yeah, why are you fucking with this guy? And we hadn't seen that from him, though. Mm-hmm. I thought it was great because, yeah, he lost. Alistair Black wins. But he earned respect mm-hmm. from his opponent, from the fans. Because this is him, like, basically saying, do you not remember who the fuck I was before here? Yeah. I will fuck you up. And he and fucking he did. Does. <laughs> yeah. That's what I loved about it. It was showing Atami is the heel just because he demands respect. Mm-hmm. He's tired of being taken as a joke, which he has been in NXT. Now, a lot of that's injury, I'll say. When he came in, he didn't adjust to the style very well. I think they learned from that in the future with, like, Shinsuke. And, hey, you know what? His first match is let's put him in with people that know his style. Mm-hmm. Shinsuke's first match was Sami Zayn. It wasn't No Hey Jose. I think they, they learned, you know, like, you fucked up Kenta, for, for fuck's sake. Yeah. Look who you fucked up. And he's coming back around, and it's working. And this is the best match he's had. I think in all in NXT, yeah. like since his debut, this God, is that fucking Falcon Arrow that he did. Top rope, that Falcon Arrow, the Mishinoku Driver, that thing. fucking missed. Oh my god, oh, the, the black mask actually looked awesome. Yeah, so I'm glad because I Fuck, remember when he I, first did. It, I was like, oh no, it looked like shit the first time he ever did it. <laughs> it looked terrible. This yeah. looked like he knocked him the fuck out. Mm-hmm. It's so much. Faster now. It wasn't the... Yeah, it was the roundhouse when Tommy just went limp and landed on his forehead. Yeah. Like, it was such great selling. For a minute, I was like, did he really... Well, did you see the ref go over? <laughs> like, like, immediately? He sold it like like he was really knocked out. Mm-hmm. All of his weight went on. It's probably not the smartest thing to do, unless maybe he was knocked stupid for a second. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He might have been. I mean, that's how you go down in kickboxing. Fucking awesome. <laughs> great fucking match. Mm-hmm. This is what I we've wanted from Atami for so long. And I'm grateful that it happened. I'm grateful it happened with somebody new and up and coming. Mm-hmm. You know, because it elevated both of them. Yep. Well, and I love how they are treating Alexander Black. I think they're doing a You're going to call him Alexander job. now, too? Oh, did I say? <laughs> well, you want to apologize to this per- Mr. Percy Watson right now? I think you owe him a fucking apology right here on this goddamn episode. <laughs> I have it written down here really big. <laughs> Good job, you idiot. Oh, anyway, Alistair Black. I think they're doing a good job with him. I hope he stays in NXT a while. I don't think they'll do a good job with him on the main roster. No, especially I, because, you know, he's he's a face, a cult hero like, you know, Undertaker. But they, they really... would make him into Baron Corbin. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, they would. When they do such a great job of him being. They let him be who he yeah. is. I just don't think it. I just don't see it working. They would either make him like Finn Balor, 
Or put or Bray Wyatt. They'd make him just another incarnate. I go to yeah. Baron Corbin because if he doesn't get his shit together, he might be Enzoed. Yeah. <laughs> so I, it's it's like Asuka. Everybody wants her called up. And I'm like, no. Hey, so let's talk about Asuka and Ember Moon. She's going to just job out to fucking Nia Jax all the time. Hey, uh, so Asuka and Ember Moon was great. It was really fucking good. It's one of the best women's matches of the year. Um, I think it is the best women's match of the year. See, I was going to say that, but I'm trying to think of what... Of all the different women's matches that we've seen. I think it's the best of the year. Okay. Nothing really stands out in my mind right now. Ooh, I don't know. Was Asuka and Mickey James this year? Or was that last year? I think that might have been last. That was, was that last year? I don't remember. Was that Brooklyn last? No, Brooklyn last year was her and Bailey. I don't know. If it wasn't this year, it was right at the end of last year. Okay. Because that was that's really good. the last big like noteworthy one that I was thinking of. Yeah, because before that, you think back to like Brooklyn won with Sasha and Bailey. Mm-hmm. A truly like standout matches. Yeah, I mean, this wasn't at that level. I mean, Sasha and Bailey stole the whole fucking show that night. Yeah. I mean, they got a main event after that, deservedly so. Hate on Bailey all you want. That was one of the best women's matches I've seen in WWE ever. Um, Oscar came out and she looks like one of my really ridiculous Tekken Seven custom characters. <laughs> she reminds awesome. me of a Bond villain, just like in her yeah, promos and yeah. stuff. Now the way she talks she's getting much better in english fucking headdress is so sick this match felt personal both of them wanted to kill each other Uh, and you felt it well it was also it was okay so it was ember moon wanted to kill asuka asuka was just like you can't beat me like why are you even here yep i will do whatever it takes and i will beat you because i'm better than you Mm -hmm. and every move and motion in the ring personified that this is what we need and wrestling which we can't get in the main show because they have too much think if they only had one every three months like takeover does you could build these feuds and stories and personalities to where every match feels important every match tonight felt important Mm -hmm. even throwaway match like gargano and i was gonna say at the beginning it didn't feel important but then as the match progressed it was like it, it for me felt like gargano had something to prove against this cocky guy that was just like fuck you dude yeah that he's he's not a chump like they made him out to be and also the thing with nxt and the nxt does and i will one person on the main roster does brock lesnar the titles felt important they were fighting for a real reason the title wasn't some throwaway thing that just made him the best Mm. no like they needed it it was a pride and honor well and that's the thing with going back to atami versus black that i really loved was that even though well and also cn versus gargano that there's no title on the line, but it still felt super important that they were fighting each other. I felt like there was something on the line that they want, or, you know, if they want. Which I'll tell you, even if you don't do that, as simple as something they used to do, the commentary team used to talk about, was the winner's purse. Mm-hmm. You know? Make about money. Even, yeah, like, they make more money if they win. Motivation. Like the thing the main roster's doing with Miz, if he's getting, he was pissed because he didn't get to defend his title at SummerSlam. He brings importance to the, the title's important, goddammit. It should be defended at SummerSlam. doesn't take much. I think titles should feel important. That way, when you do get a character like Naito that disrespects the title and doesn't mm. care, that's a big fucking deal. How dare... Like, do you not understand the importance of the title? Do you not understand what you have? But then you got on Raw, you know, they'll hot shot it every two days, and mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. It's just a piece of shit you carry around. It's like, great. Ha ha, fucker. You got to take that to the airport with you. You have to uh-huh, deal with you got to put that in your car for uh-huh. two hours until you lose it. You have to carry on. It's just silly. They're just playing tag with it. So does Asuka do a Black Widow? What the fuck was that? She did do a Black... I wrote down Black Widow. Sick. 
I did, and then I also put Asuka showing she's better in the ring. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Ember Moon is still green, but fucking what a match! But she worked with her so well. Mm-hmm. Um, Asuka sold like death for her. Asuka's making. Well, this her is like looks. one of the first times that I really thought, "Holy shit, Asuka could lose." Uh, this and um, when she first fought Nikki Cross, mm-hmm. uh, the way Asuka was selling and like she couldn't, I was like, she could lose this match, and that's what's great. You can make someone in a loss so much stronger. And they don't feel the need on NXT. It's crazy. It'd almost be like if they fought again on Wednesday and then Amber got her win back. Mm, Because you don't need to fucking do that. Amber looked like a million bucks by losing. Yeah, she was great. I also, God, I love Amber Moon's finisher. No, the Eclipse. Bringing it back around. Uh, The fact that Asuka kicked out of that. They made it a big deal. Mm Mm-hmm. That was a big deal around that Asuka was trying to cheat to win again. The ref caught her was a big deal. And I like that because, again, it shows how Asuka knew, like, I could actually lose. And there's no way that I'm going to let that happen. You just put over Ember Moon as a big threat. When mm-hmm. Asuka's like, I can't beat her. She she is going to beat me. I need to cheat. And then just showing the, you know, the greenness, the not professionalism, the experience. Asuka catches Ember in one little mistake. And locks on the Asuka lock. It's the slightest little thing that mm-hmm. she does. And Asuka takes advantage and beats her. Emmer got a standing ovation afterwards. Mm-hmm. Like she got the like you're leaving send off. Yeah. When that was going on, I was like, is everyone leaving? Like what's going on right now? I don't think so. I, I honestly think the women's divisions on Raw and SmackDown are. They don't do shit with half of them. But Fuck they have it. more than enough people. And they suck. Well, they're just not. I you're pushing it. the wrong ones. On SmackDown at least. Yeah, Carmella. No, I... That briefcase is saving her life. People like, I'm thinking Tamina, Lana. Yeah, yeah. You know, we had Naomi and Natalia in a main event match. Or for the women's title, at least. Not main event, for God's sake. SummerSlam wasn't that bad. Yeah, Asuka's still champ. Um, I don't know as of recording this, but uh, that's 504 days as of TakeOver. She also broke her collarbone in this match. Broke her fucking collarbone. Yeah, at the end of it, I do remember I was, I was watching, I was like, I think she fucked up something because she is rather... Uh, Holding her arm a lot. Yeah. Holding her arm and like he comes over to raise her arm and she's just like, oh, fuck. Yeah, she should have just like, no, pulled that one back down. Yeah, she broke her collarbone. collarbone. She's out for a little bit. Still, mm-hmm. to put on that, um, I don't know if it's foreshadowing. She locked on the disarmor and was trash talking Becky. Her and Becky Lynch were trash talking each other from ringside. I wish they would have shown that on the camera, though. Yeah. That's why I don't think it's foreshadowing. Someone's iPhone actually, yeah. showed that Becky stood up and they were talking shit. Because we thought, how crazy would it be if you really put Oscar over? Like, no one in NXT can beat her. Becky, you want to come down and give it a shot? Mm-hmm. Hey, what about you, Emma? What about all these people that we're literally doing nothing with? Yeah. Mickey James again. Be cool. I'd say Dana Brooke, but. I would love for Emma to go down to NXT again. She's already done it twice. I know. <laughs> I think if Emma. Because she's not doing shit with her. And I hate it. Because Emma's really fucking good. Mm-hmm. She's a good heel. She's a good wrestler. I'll tell you the person I think has it worse off than her, though, is uh, somebody that, as far as I know, has been cleared for quite a while. It's Summer Rae. Oh, I thought you were going to say Paige. No, Summer Rae has oh, been right, cleared yeah. for quite a while. They haven't done anything with her. I could see when Asuka heals, Paige being the one that challenges her for the title. When Asuka heals? Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. From I was thinking of heel turn. No, I wasn't thinking injury. of, of no, She's a fucking heel now. <laughs> I was like, wait, uh, what? I can see them doing pages like an interim thing. Okay. Uh, yeah. If they decide to put Paige back on TV. I think they will. 
Yeah, who cares? If you're going to pay, she's probably getting a good contract. Yeah. You're going to pay someone that much, put them on fucking TV. But I can see them putting her on NXT. Mm. Yeah. You know, because she's not needed on the main show anymore. I say who cares? Yeah, we both don't care about Paige. I just want to see her fucking fix some of the damage she has fucking done. Fix this with WWE. Come on TV. Be good. Someone else might hire you. Yeah. It would be Global Force. Eh, I don't think so. Your no. boys kind of fucked up that. Just fix this, Paige. You know, you're young. Just fix it. So the last match and main event was Drew Galloway. Drew McIntyre. Versus Bobby Roode. Bobby Roode, boy. No, it's just Roode. Jaw man, blood clot. Drew McIntyre came out with the live bagpipes, which made me think of Piper, and it made me sad. (laughs) Roddy Piper did that. (laughs) I know, I know. Made me sad, because, you know, he's dead. I don't know if you knew that. Piper's dead. (gasps) I I really thought for a minute they were going to go into Piper's theme. That's like a little thing, but they Mm, didn't. No. It would have been cool. Nice little homage. Bobby Roode with the glorious Lazy Susan again. Mm-hmm. I hope that stays. I love it. And he did two rotations with it. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. It's just so ridiculous. It's fucking stupid, but I love it. It's so dumb. And so is like the, them showing the piano mm-hmm. on the thing. I like that. The lot. notes coming down are like not humanly possible. Hit 12 keys at once. No. Well, it's because it's theme that are, those are the keys, but you have to play it with two pianos. I know, but yeah. the, I mean, then they cover it with smoke, so you can't see it anyway. Yeah. They ran out of ways to make his unique, his special entrances. It's like Shinsuke. Special interest? Hey, uh, grab your violin. It's not that special when you do it all the time. He just yeah. says and play live. If they, yeah, I like, if they could make just like the takeover thing. Well, now, okay, spoiler for, I guess, SmackDown, because apparently he's debuting on SmackDown tonight. Or yeah. already has, I guess. Um, yeah smackdown's over as we're recording this yep. i think so for the big pay-per-views that he does i hope that they get like really big I'll do the choir yeah. do the do the crazy stuff also why don't they ever use the seamus lights on bobby Roode? i don't know i i've said it again i want him to go to the tna angle on the corner mm-hmm. when it's looking down on him yeah yeah his theme song alone is grand enough mm-hmm. like you don't need much more um okay so i don't have much to talk about this match because and this isn't a bad thing necessarily this match was great but compared to the rest of the show it felt much slower yeah because they are two big guys um the, there was a tilt a whirl apron slam that i thought was that looked nasty awesome you see that nasty welt bruce thing he up? always gets those things <laughs> oh it just looks so fucking yeah. painful though um i thought that uh mcintyre's first claymore was Fucking brutal looking from yeah. the angle that they showed. Uh, one thing I will say is, who was it, Nigel McGuinness? Oh, he goes, Drew McIntyre calls that to Celtic Cross. Oh, that's right. Yeah. He's not the first one in the company to do that. He's not even the second. Finley called it the Celtic Cross. Mm-hmm. Seamus did until he renamed it the White Noise. It's called the Celtic Cross. Drew McIntyre calls it that because that's what it is. I... John Cena calls that one a clothesline. <laughs> no, motherfucker. Of course he does. He calls his kids by their names, too. What a weird son of a bitch. John Cena doesn't have kids. Well, I just, you know, whatever. Fucking idiot. Um, Drew McIntyre did the dive to the outside and missed. He just splatted <laughs> onto his fucking back. Dude. I really like Drew McIntyre, and I'm glad that he is in NXT. I like him, too. I think he, it's funny because why people didn't like him in WWE there was the original time is because he was Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. He was Vince came out and said yeah, he's the chosen, the chosen one. one. Yeah. People shit all over that. I think you would have learned with Roman. I liked him when he was Drew Galloway quite a bit. I think Roman, though, has settled into his role, honestly. I thought this match was fine, but Drew McIntyre takes the belt from Bobby Roode. Drew McIntyre looks like a big Seth Rollins. You can't just let this go. 
I saw it immediately and couldn't unsee it, so I told you, and now I've ruined you, too. He looks like if Seth Rollins... Like, grew a little bit. Grew and, like, was taller and more, way That's more muscular. That's what growing means. Huh? That's what growing means. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Fucking idiot. Yeah, if he was taller and just put on a shitload of muscle and maybe had, like, a little swollen, I don't know, mm-hmm. and if got he, older. If he got hit by bees? Yeah, I can't unsee it. I'm sorry, Drew. I love you, but you're just Big Seth Rollins now. So Big, Big Seth Rollins now has the belt. Bobby Roode, we were like, oh, he's getting called up. We <laughs> knew. Well, we knew, especially when Fish and O'Reilly came down. And then, Adam Cole, baby! baby! Which, uh, come on, everybody fucking knew he was going to come to WWE when he left Bullet Club. Yeah, I mean, we knew. Yeah. We knew he was coming. It's awesome that they put him right into the top. They've got this Ring of Honor stable going. Are they going to be using the Bay Bay theme? I don't know about the theme. It depends on copyright. But of just like the Adam Cole, baby. Well, um, not on this, but they did the exclusive on YouTube. Uh-huh. He does do the Adam Cole, baby. So like okay. they're not taking that away. Okay, cool. Can you, He'd be worthless without that. Yeah, exactly. Nobody I knows. mean, he's a great wrestler, but uh-huh. that's his thing, man, is just yelling his name repeatedly. Can you imagine if they changed it? Adam, Adam Williams, baby. That Adam Williams, baby. <laughs> BB. That'd be terrible. So, Kyle, TakeOver was really great, wasn't it? They always are. Not as great as my Jim Cornette on the Eclipse. Because, Kyle, I'm a master class when it comes to Jim Cornette impersonations. Are you? I proved it. I don't think you did. <laughs>